playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. Welcome back, my people. It's your host, The Radical Latino, and I have a very special episode for you guys today. Right now, I am in the studio with Bold and Body. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go across the room, and I'm going to introduce them, and they're going to let you guys know who they are, whatever the case is, and then I'm going to let you guys listen to a little interview. All right, let's go. So to my left is Lena D. Hey, Lena D. A little bit more. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> He's like, give me more. Give me more, baby. <laughs> like, you want what me else you got? More? All right. What, what do you want me to give you? So I am originally born and raised in Hempstead, New York, out in Long Island. Uh-huh. Um, my family still lives out there, not in that same neighborhood, but okay. close around. And oh, I didn't know that. Shout out to Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Strong Island, stand up. Memphis Bleak. Oh, that's what you said. I, th- yeah. I thought that's what you said. Yeah. I was like, I was wait, like, wait what? what you say? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm from out there. Um, Salvadorian is where my parents, like my background and stuff. Um, and I guess what else do you want to know? That's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. And then to her left, my right, is my big dude, Wesley. Hey, what's going Boo. on? Guys? Yo, you are a hater. All day, every day, baby. God. I'm sorry, I'm not even introduced yet. My fault. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. What you hate, man. If the if the audio so gets messy. Cut, if it gets cut off, it's because of no, let me stop. If it gets cut off, it's just I cut Matt's it? mic off. <laughs> I just pulled the cord. I'm gonna act right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm Wesley. I'm pretty sarcastic. I'm also I'm not from Hempstead. I'm just playing. I grew up in Hempstead, but I'm not from Hempstead. I'm from uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, specifically Flatbush. BK stand up. Yeah. Um, and for all the ladies out there, you Ooh. know. Yo. <laughs> Hush that up. Nah, finish that. Finish your statement so that nah. Luna D could snatch the life out of you. <laughs> On the description is going to be his number. Begrudgingly, <laughs> begrudgingly, I'm with Lena D. What begrudgingly? He said begrudgingly. Oh, you need to clean yourself up. Or be clean. I'm messing. All the ladies out there like long walks on the beach, you know. You want to so come over in the gantry, you know, <laughs> Long Island City. What's up? Can we cut his mic? Holla at yeah. <laughs> He's saying all of this with camo shorts and the do rag. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tims. Don't forget the Tims. Oh, yes, the Tims. The Tims. In the summertime. <laughs> his left, my right is Maddie. Ew. Hey. Man. Oh, you mad? You read. It's Get okay. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm Maddie. Cut a mic off. Um, I am from Brooklyn, born and raised. Don't look at me like that. He mad because he moved to Long Island and I stayed. So I'm more <laughs> official and legit than he is. This is um, true. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you want to know? Oh, I'm Haitian. He left that part out. Yeah. So, oh, we're and, both and we're cousins. We're cousins. There you go. So there you go. they're dating... Yeah, forever now. Wesley um, like likes to get smacked around a lot after. Oh, that session. sounds like domestic Ooh, abuse. That sounds kind of hot. Y'all should listen. <laughs> you were 
on the episode, but we did do an episode about domestic violence. I think Lena D needs to go listen to that one again. <laughs> Men can't get beat. Yeah, <laughs> Don't get yeah. it twisted. Yes, um, yes, there's a double standard on that, but you know, yeah. I'm not going to talk about my past. No. <laughs> no. I am a victim. No. So, um, yeah, I'm with Bold and Body here, and um, I'm going to actually, for you guys to actually know who they are, I'm going to give them a small interview. So, by starting this off, what is Bold and Body? Everything. I'm stopping. Sorry. <laughs> so we started this iteration of our podcast this year. Last, last year? year. Last, last year. year. Yeah. Um, if you're if we sound familiar, you may have known us as No Free Drinks, which was our previous name. And we were um, wild. So we were definitely a Savage. little more outrageous when we were no free drinks so yeah. we decided to temper ourselves and try to act more adult like we like to talk failed. about sex we barely tempered before. ourselves that's, that's what they used to sex. record in La Marina yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. true story true story <laughs> yo did La Marina close down though it, I don't know actually, I've never been it there it actually did and it was because of shootings in the, the the was it meals or something like that Ew. I don't know Honestly, I think I would have preferred yeah. if it was because of a shooting than because there were but, maggots in the food. But first of all, I want to give a shout out to all Dominicans there. They could hustle. They got literally got a parking lot, put sand, um, sand and cat litter in it and say, hey, it's a restaurant. So shout Not out to them. Cat litter. No, for real. It's real. It yeah. no fit. It's yeah. Yeah. If you guys oh, ever no. went I've there, literally never gone. If you guys ever went there, you guys would exactly know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I swear to God, I think it's a prostitution spot, low key, because all those bottle girls, for some reason, were like coming in there like with stickies on. And I'm like, you're not supposed to wear that. Yeah. You know, I know it's hot out, but, but relax, still you can't. Too. Yeah. The cat litter though is ingenious because it absorbs all the shit that people drop. Yeah. yeah. And then cleanup yeah. is like I super mean, that, easy. Smart, but <laughs> we also know that because I'm from Brooklyn, I'll fuck with the Bronx. Sorry. Well, wow, La Marina is not Sorry. in the Bronx for Wasn't you guys it? to know. No, it's not. So, uh, oh, check all I knew was people from the Bronx <laughs> that talked about going there, and I was like, like, "Oh, morning, it's not morning. Right? It's like, yeah, it's, it's deep uptown. Yeah, it's I think it's Heights. higher than no, Morningside. Oh, Washington, Washington Heights, Washington not Morningside. Heights. Heights. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's borderline the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's far. We got some Bronx slander. Bronx slander. Remember, the Bronx started everything. Anyway, we started everything. Anyway, no. So Maddie over here trying to like not get us new listeners. What is wrong with you? What? For real though, how many of your listeners are from the Bronx? I'm still sorry. The Bronx is popping. Y'all got some really great like nutcrackers and restaurants and chopped cheese. What else is in the Bronx? Chopped cheese. Yeah, Batman was invented in the Bronx, by the way. Yeah. He was. For real. Okay. If you don't know, 27 Rings, the Yankees. Superman all day, what up? <laughs> <laughs> so, for all just the five listeners that stayed home, <laughs> they're like, who the hell is this? Done. <laughs> no, but um, so you guys started the, the podcast with no free drinks and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, were is it all three of you guys originally, or how did this, you know, union start? Ooh, union. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had with no free drinks. Our history was all about like we just wanted to talk about sex. dating, sex, the messiness of like what dating has become given like the Internet age and like Tinder and all the apps and stuff. And um, what as we talked more about certain topics and we used to have a different co-host set so there was another co-host that's no longer with us but then it opened up an opportunity for Maddie to come on. Yep. And with Maddie being on, we actually 
started to talk more about topics that mattered. Mm. So we did do an, uh, like an episode around domestic violence because it is related to relationships. And unfortunately, not all relationships end up being like ducks and bunnies and puppies and all the cute stuff. And some relationships end up in, in tragedy. And there's ducks like are cute. Ducks are adorable. Fuck Have you ever here. seen ducklings? They're so cute. When they waddle. Yeah. And the ducklings are oh, amazingly cute. Quack. But. I, think talk- <laughs> I think he's talking about like Brooklyn ducks. Yeah. Oh, them aggr- No, you're thinking about geese. Yeah. Geese oh, is aggressive okay. as yeah, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, like, no, a geese will like give you a buck fifty. Yeah. <laughs> for real, yeah, for straight real. up, it will yeah. run up on for you real. and be like, "Yo, I saw you looking at my girl." <laughs> ducks. Will, are they cute. will run up right beside you, and be like, "Yo, yo, yo." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Am I getting street harassed by a geese?" Absolutely. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Hey, mama, with the yeeks. Come in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's how we started talking about these other topics that mattered. And then with the whole climate around um, just the fact that women were given more of a platform to talk about like the Me Too movement and to talk about like instances of either sexual abuse or harassment. We actually started to pivot our podcast in a direction. It was like, hey, we want to be more socially conscious, mm-hmm. but we also want to talk about these issues from like our generational point of view. Mm-hmm. And also our still background. still want to be wretched. Yeah, like, and also our background, too, because, like, we, like, yeah, I grew up in Long Island, but if people really know where Hempstead is, it's not the so, safe, like, safest place so, ever. It's, like, like gangs, all this. And, and so, like, having the fact that, like, hey, we grew up, like, our background, it's, like, hey, we grew up, like, very, like, you know, how do they say it? And I'm just thinking of the Spanish version right now with, like, you know, having like limited resources and, and, you know, like honestos and like, you know, stuff like that, like just being very humble. Mm. And so we've been able to like chart our own paths and it's like, yeah, like what, what we have the fortune of like having as a lifestyle now isn't the lifestyle that we had growing up and we come from very humble beginnings, but you know what? Like it's important to talk about these issues that still impact our communities. Mm. And so we focus a lot of our content around like issues of, social injustice um issues that impact communities of color but at the same time it's like hey we still like boozy brunches and being ratchet and like you know we are who we are and so we try to bring our own perspectives into those issues and so we we talk the gamut now from a full range of topics and that's what bold and body is it's like hey as we have to be bold in like what our dreams are what we want to do we we have to be ourselves we have to embrace who we are even if we are working in like corporate America or these other places where we typically haven't had a seat and we are still body because a part of us, like we can't change who we are. We're not going to like whitewash ourselves, even though like ever, ever, like it's not, even though like, especially having my parents come from El Salvador and having come from immigrant backgrounds, like part of it is like, Hey, you have to assimilate into American culture. And so part of what we say is like, well, no, we have like, our identities, we have our cultures, we have who we are, and we're not going to like change that for anybody. So Bold and Body is all about embracing who you are, but also kind of arming yourself and staying woke with the viewpoints and like under- having an understanding of the issues that are at play, whether it's political, societal, or economical, and and sort of like just going forward and and getting your, your best shit done for yourself. And so that's what Bold and Body is about. So it's safe to assume that Maddie is the reason why you guys got woke? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. We've been woke before. Um, but... Okay, 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 okay. So although we, the, we changed our, just our platform mm-hmm. when I came on, 
it wasn't to say that the last host that um I replaced was limiting. It's yeah. just that I'm I'm more vocal on these things. Mm. So even when we were no free drinks, yeah, we still had that. There were still yeah. um, conversations that we had that were um t- more towards social justice. Yeah. So because it was just like, well. And we all felt that we can't limit ourselves to just talk about dating. Right. We can't limit ourselves to just talking about these things, especially if we're talking about dating. And we're also going to talk about um, the social impact of who you date and all those things. Mm-hmm. So it was when I came on, we just became more open and acknowledged like, hey, we should just be open to expanding yeah. um, what we talk about, who we are. And we realized that if we continue to operate under no free drinks, we, we weren't going to be able to do that in the way that we wanted to. So Got that's why it. we went for the rebranding. She said, but I don't mind this, taking the credit. She said all of this with a, <laughs> she said all of this with a kufi and the onk on, <laughs> with the fist up yeah, she, and yeah. the pick in the back of when my throat. When I got here, she gave me alkaline water. And she was like, "Here you go, my brother." I'm like, "Damn." Yeah. So so um. Gave with, him a little crystal cleansing and everything. I talked about his chakras. She was like, "Ashe, open up your third eye, my brother." <laughs> So um, with the rebranding from No Free Drinks to Bold and Body, have you guys seen a positive transition on your guys' platform? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, 100%. We, I think our listeners definitely enjoy our foolishness and mm. the tomfoolery that was bold, <laughs> that was No Free Drinks. Yeah. But that's still here with Bold and Body. Yep. Yeah, sure. And then we're just also talking more to everything that we know we're not saying that we're experts in everything but between the three of us like we have a lot of experience we've seen a lot we've done a lot we've um grown a lot and i think especially in this climate that's something that our listeners wanted to hear so yeah they want to talk about or they want to hear us talk about dating and like how to meet someone and dealing with the the fuckery that is tinder but then it's just like at the same time i have to go to work and i have to deal with my boss not wanting to pay me what i'm worth Gotcha. You know, so it's just like yeah. we could talk about all of those things. Yeah. And I like so. I like the balance that you guys do because you guys will go in from relationship to some, you know, little fuckery or whatever. Yeah. And you guys mesh <laughs> it very well with social issues, you know. And since I don't know if you guys ever heard their podcast, you know, they got, you know, seasons already set up. This is like Netflix. You know what I'm saying? You guys can, like, <laughs> look it up. But um, in certain episodes, they do have little tippets of their, you know, employment and their their things that they ta- do actually work outside of this. You know, they're working class people. We're in a high rise, by the way. Yep. Oh, we're, we're working. They're working here. class people. So I want to ask all three of you guys, you guys could take turns. Um, inner work racism, what have you guys experienced? And with that experience, what did you guys learn from that? Okay. Wesley, um, you could go first if you want. Wesley, you want to go first? Because I, I feel like you're ready. I feel like you're ready. I don't know. Inner work racism? I'll say probably like... He has a Black Panther shirt right now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say like, I wouldn't say racism, but it's more like... I'll say like aggressions like microaggressions where like this didn't happen to me my i think my last not my last job but the job before that where um i came from working out and i didn't shower as much 
And uh, what you mean as much? As much as in like I was rushing. You took like a half. Shower? I took like a, a or a hobo in. bath. Yeah. Okay. Like, done. You know, put my shirt on, whatever. Mm. My hair is still so kind of because mm. my hair kind of nappy. You whatever. Talk that shit. And with then you. like talk that shit. He smelled like a hot boss ass. came up and was like. <laughs> Oh, so hey, how you doing? And was touching my head. And what the fuck do you mean? Touch the head. I don't like that shit. You should have punched him in the throat. Oh, and I really thought about it too. <laughs> I do not. Why did he touch your head? I don't like. He's never touched my head before. He like he'll like touch my shoulder, like good job or whatever, like on no, my shoulder no, and stuff. No, I'm gonna give but, you. Like, I'm, I'm gonna give. Like, I'm a, oh. I'm gonna give you this. Personal space. I'm gonna I'm I'm throw. I'm gonna throw the ball at you with this one. Mm-hmm. Have you or anybody experienced? You know, when something's happening, like let's say Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Usually, I see a lot of. White people going to non-white people and saying, "Hey, what's up, bro? Um, what what about this Colin Kaepernick thing? You know, what do you think about that? It's crazy, right?" Well, okay, mm. I Manny felt that one. Manny yeah. felt that one. Oh, so I, I guess in my that. in my scenario, because I usually hang out with like in in that job, I would hang out with like a very small crew of like white white guys or whatever and it was all it was it, we were all a miss bag right call them what you want Jacobians. yeah Jacobians. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> hang out a bunch of Yakubians. Um, so, like, like look i was trying to mountains. act right i'm trying to act right and you I'm don't want me to be right. good y- y'all don't y'all want me to fall like, i'm trying to be a better person that was guys. dr yakub yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got i got like Threatened at my last job for something that I said in the last episode. That's we don't talk about it another time. Because you're <laughs> reckless. Because you're reckless. That was not reckless. It was All the right. truth. All right. I don't like that. All speak right. the truth, my brother. No, I won't speak <laughs> on this one though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta, you gotta <laughs> It's very tempting, but I'm not gonna do it. But but um say his name. No, let me stop. <laughs> say his name. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. But um when we're around each other, like yeah, we'll talk that talk. But it's like if somebody's like that's outside, I guess the the work squad says that shit. We all look at them like, the fuck? The fuck you doing? <laughs> it's like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Uh, but that, I had a slightly like, yeah. different um, experience. So, as you said, most of us do, we all work in some form of corporate environment. Yeah. Um, I was a finance major and it started from undergrad being like one of the few black people in the room. And then being usually the only black woman in the room. So that started just from classes. Or I'm like, so no other black people want to want to major in finance? None of y'all? All right. Fuck you, Sudan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was always like, a, what is she doing here type thing? But then when it got to working, um, there were a few more. And I worked for like a major accounting firm that's actually very good in terms of diversity. So especially like when um, I want to say it was like in 2015, 16, when there were constantly all of those shootings that were happening, they the CEO actually sent out an email like company wide Mm -hmm. to address it. So that environment, I was very surprised um, of the inclusion that was there and having although I was usually the only black person, especially on, on most of the teams that I worked with there there were a lot of other immigrants. So I wasn't the only person that understood our struggle in that sense. So it was easier to have those conversations. But when uh, a white person did come along, it was very rare that they spoke in a place from a place that wasn't authentic. So usually, usually this isn't like all of them, but usually it'd be like, Hey, 
help me to understand this. Like I see the riots, I see everything that's going on. Help me to understand why. Um, and I know that's not a norm in most corporate settings. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. But in the same place, I did have a, one of my white coworkers like reach out and touch my hair and be like, oh my God, I love your braids. And I had to be like, no. Susie, <laughs> do no. not. <laughs> like, I don't know why they love touching our hair. And granted, it was it was like just one of those halo braids. It was nice because my hair be pumping. Um, <laughs> but I really had to stop her and be like, it was a slip. You remember like when your mom hit you and you'd be like, how the fuck she moved this fast? Right? <laughs> I I like gathered the speed of my ancestors in that moment <laughs> because I saw her hand come and I was and like, you're like, what no. are you doing? And yeah. she's just like, oh, I just like, no, you do not touch a black woman's hair ever. And she's just like, but why? And it wasn't a, it was because I knew like her. A, yeah. It wasn't a like, well, why not? It was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. So, it was one of those where I'm like, I nah, can fuck that. She understood. You, you should have just slept. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like in that setting, but where I'm working now, if any of like, again, it's, I'm the only black person in my department. Mm. Um, the department, not, mm. not in my space, <laughs> the department. Mm. Um, if any of them tried that shit, nah, straight up going to HR. Like, mm. excuse me. Kathy and Susie said some shit and I know that it wasn't coming from a place of wanting to learn. Mm. So you really definitely have to know your, you have to know your environment. Mm. Um, Cause sometimes these white people, they will try the shit out of you. Yeah, they will. They will. They will. Um, but if you know them and you know like, okay, this is coming from a place of actually wanting to learn. Cause some of them will also just try to start some shit where it's just like, did you hear about that Colin Kaepernick guy or that character? It's like, first mm. of all, fuck you. Yeah. Secondly, Get away! Get away from my desk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm not having this conversation. Yeah. Get away from me. Others, where it's just like, well, I don't understand why everybody's so mad. And it's like, well, Kathy, it's because Lando Castile just got shot. Okay, did your son get shot while he was just like driving down the street? Well, that's never happened to me. Yeah, it's funny because yeah. when he said, when I, those, "I have a car- I have a license to carry." Yeah, it's funny when those people. You know, do experience what we experience. They're actually usually, you know, school shootings and stuff. And that's when they really care about, you know, getting violence and all this other stuff. But anyway, going to Lena D. Um, so I would say that I most of the microaggressions that I have experienced haven't been because of being a person of color. It's been more around, I think, just being a woman. Um, and so I don't have many stories where people are trying to touch my hair or people are asking me actually with my name. Sometimes, um, they, they've had questions like in the office and stuff, but I would say the biggest one would be around just being a woman. And so I'll give you a couple of examples where I've had to have conversations with coworkers around like certain things that need to get done and men specifically, feel that it's completely okay to refer to me as a smart girl. Mm. Um, I'm a grown ass woman. I'm a grown ass woman Mm -hmm. and I'm giving you direction on things that need to get done. Like Mm -hmm. I have experience, like I've worked at other corporate environments. Mm -hmm. Like I have an MBA. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you should be calling me a smart girl. That doesn't mean a basketball team guys. (laughs) No, no, no. It's the M, not the N. (laughs) She'd be dribbling on motherfuckers. She's like, ah, ah. <laughs> Hold that, Susan. <laughs> um, but but I would say like a lot of the things are more related to microaggressions around my gender. my gender, and so there's been calling being being called a smart girl, which 
I immediately was just like, well, you know, I, it's not about being smart or anything, but like I have experience and this is what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And so immediately addressing that. Um, I've also had instances where like my approach has been questioned. So like I've had previous male managers also say, Hey, you know, you're, you're too aggressive and straightforward. You should probably temper down how you speak to people and give them the in giving direction and how I run <laughs> business, but I'm pretty sure that would never get said to a man. Nope. So those are the things that I've experienced. I think I would, I I've been lucky enough and, and privileged enough that like, you know, I have straight hair. I don't have like centric hair. Um, like She's I don't like, my have hair the kinks like or any of that. Um, I know that I, in my face, I don't look like a white Latino. I look more indigenous, but that I don't think is something that in corporate America people have gotten to think about yet because it's more around the issue of black versus white. Mm. And so because I fall in the middle of that, it, it's not something that comes back to my to my ethnicity or my race. Um, I also don't have an accent, so uh, people can't talk like people. I have seen people talk about accents being an issue, specifically mm -hmm. when it's working with other people of color, specifically from Latin America. Um, and so they're going to say Indians. Um, like, well, yeah, but like yeah. I, they've people say that, too. But in my in the cases where yeah. where I've actually been the there and I feel yes, impacted too. by it because I am Latina. It's like, well, I in, in that environment and I was just like, well, let me try to be an, at least an ally to the cause. And so I was like, well, if you guys don't understand what they're saying, I was like, I can just run this meeting in Spanish and I can report back to you guys because there's going to be more productivity if we actually run the meetings in Spanish versus trying to do them in English. And and like that's what I have done to sort of like steer the the conversation so it's not about like oh my god i don't understand with what jose is saying and like this can't get done and it's going to delay everything and it's just like listen I'm gonna just kick you in the chest. how about i just run the meetings you're not adding any value because you don't understand what they're saying yeah. so let's let's just change the course of how things are getting done yeah. or in the case where i don't I, speak reggae tone so can you please <laughs> sir you did not just say i don't speak reggaeton yes because I've, like, I've heard that before that's right not a thing. Not I, a thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't. Oh um, Lord Jesus. And and Black I think Jesus. the other thing too is like seeing the microaggressions and calling them out because I've also been in situations where again it's a male manager or a man saying, "Oh well, I used to work in finance at one point, and we were looking to hire a junior person to come in. I had just interviewed two people, and one of the the women was like the woman that was I was interviewing was really well qualified. The man had absolutely no experience; like he wasn't going to be able to do anything in this role. And so the VP of that company comes in and says, "Oh, I think such and such. I forgot the guy's name at this point. It doesn't matter, but I think the man is a great fit for this job." Mm. And I was like, "Well, I disagree. I think." The woman is a good fit for this job. And then he was like, well, I just like him more because, you know, he's a guy. And I was like, oh, he straight really? up said he, that. He said, he said that. that directly. Oh, I remember this. I know. I know his name. Yeah. Hold up. And so I was like, <laughs> say it. And I was say like, it. well, well, say it. to be clear, sued, I was like, to be clear, we're supposed to be hiring the best talent to do the job. We're low on resources. I don't understand why we're trying to make this conversation about gender. 
And then he's like, no, that's not what I was trying to say. And I was like, I understood what you were trying to say. I'm still telling you who's more qualified. I'm not recommending the other person. Mm. And so it's more of like standing your ground too and crawling out the microaggressions. Because sometimes they're not even microaggressions. They're literally full-on aggressions, like macroaggressions. Yeah, I was going to say, that wasn't micro at all. He said it straight to your face. Micro, macro, and macromore aggressions. But And so I would say, like, there's just the need to just call it out when it happens. Because otherwise, nothing's going to change. All right. So let's get right into it. So obviously, this is a collab episode between Bold and Body and the Radical Latino. And so, of course, we're going to keep it real. We're going to stay woke, but we're also going to deep dig deep into like the concepts that, you know, white supremacy and racism. So I know sometimes we've kind of covered it, but we're actually going to get deep into it. And so on this week's episode, we're talking about how those are intertwined. And we're going to make it fun, too. And we're actually going to talk about movies and shows so that'll be an interesting point and also how we can stop the perpetuating the toxicities that come along with white supremacy and racism too so um radical latino why don't you just take it and go into like really breaking it down for us in terms of like white supremacy what that means and how people should be thinking about it as it relates to racism all right so before i even start off with white supremacy Let's, you know, for those sensitive people out there, let's define what white supremacy is. Mm-hmm. Does oh. not mean all white people. I'm, does, I don't talk about that. White supremacy is white supremacist and non-racist white people. That's, we got to keep the definition clear. And what the definition means, people who are classified as white, who mistreat and abuse people who are classified as non-white. That's been the working definition all along. So white supremacy encompasses nine areas of activity within people in the areas. So one of that, those areas is entertainment, which goes into media, which goes into television, magazines, movies, radio, radio, everything all around, you know, and under the sun, you know. So the main focal point that I'd like to focus on which is white supremacy and the person who coined white supremacy is Nelly Fuller for those who don't know who Nelly Fuller is he's a person that basically coined the term white supremacy and he wrote a book the United Independent Compensatory Code System Concept textbook so that textbook basically breaks down everything what white supremacy is and how it affects us daily and also he breaks it down in nine areas of activity so White supremacy in movies is supposed to encompass everything positive about white folks, everything positive about a white savior. You can't have a movie or an image of a strong black person without having a white savior to actually save the whole movie. Or it's going to have, you know, tacky parts where black folks are being either made fun of or being perpetuated in a negative way in that movie where white people are just, you know, uh, playing it apart, playing it up, you know, to have black folks, you know, feel of type, some type of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They always have to be the heroes. Yeah. So that's what basically encompasses that. So if you guys want to give your takes on that. So I think um, what I find really interesting, at least about Nellie's like book and concept is just the, the fact that like, I think most people think about racism 
as its own thing. And I think for the longest time, there has not been an acknowledgement that racism is still live and thriving. Mm-hmm. Like people have always said, oh, I'm not like people think I'm a racist. Like, why are people still talking about racism? Like we're past that. And the reality is, is that we're not past it, especially because the other flip of the coin is that racism is tightly tight with the concept of white supremacy. And so the reason why racism exists is because white supremacy exists. And you can't get rid of racism until you eradicate white supremacy. And so I think what people really need to think about is that the that that racism and white supremacy perpetuate injustice in in society. And so when you break it down to the most fundamental elements, it's the fact that because we haven't gotten justice for those that experience racism, there's really little progress that can be had in the world. And like in America, there's a very like there's history around why it's like this, but there's also history in other nations of why it's like this. Um, And so what I would urge people to really think about is how, how can you as an individual challenge both racism and white supremacy and trying to find more justice for those communities that are impacted. So the victims of white supremacy. Um, and, and so like, that's something that I thought was like very powerful from, from Nelly's work. And it's like basically in those areas of activity that you mentioned, like we all have the duty as especially those people that are more subjectable to white supremacy and subjectable, subjectable to um, subjected to racism is that we really just need to question what is out there um, and, and do what we can. It's in our power to make sure that we're not just falling in line with what, you know, whether it's a movie, whether it's what somebody's saying in the workplace, just trying to fall in line with like what we think might be the status quo, but there's always room for progress and there's always room for change. And so I think that's what's really important about his work is that he's really pressing people to take ownership over their own destinies and doing something about it, not just being a victim of of the white supremacy or racism. But yes, it exists, but there's also ways that we can move forward and and change that dynamic. So I thought that was very powerful. And and I hope that it's something that as we talk through um talk through it today, that we can help people see how they can become empowered by by just having a knowledge of that that concept and that philosophy. Right. I I got a question to ask, right? For all the uninitiated. So, how do you exactly change that narrative as a whole? I feel like um, Lenity spoke on it by saying, like, having that knowledge and understanding of it is the first part, right? Um, And also, just understanding the breadth of it. I think a lot of people feel like the reason why you hear a lot of people oftentimes say racism and white supremacy is a thing of the past is because at this point in time, it has just been repackaged. It's not the same look anymore. It's not a group of men in white hoods, like riding around and burning crosses in their front yard. That's usually the first image that comes to to people's mind when they think white supremacy and racist they're like if there's no kkk anymore and there aren't lynchings anymore and this isn't happening anymore then clearly it's a thing of the past and it's like no it's just been repackaged um united states senate 
<laughs> exactly. So Just. now we're talking about how it affects our communities, how yeah. it affects the opportunities that we, our peers, our children, our parents have. We have to look at it in terms of um, the prison industrial complex. So it's no longer that image that we had of it before. So if you're going to be blinded to it because it's like, oh, there's no more KKK prevalent, then it's no longer a problem. And it's like, no, what you need to understand is how it looks now, how it's been changed now and what the impact of it. It still has the same impact of being oppressive to people. It's just no longer um, as blatant. And sometimes it's not as physically dangerous and that's the thing that we have to focus on with words nelly fuller talks about words are very important words to get you out of things and could get you into things mm-hmm. you know words are very very important i'm a picky about a piggyback on what she said about images yeah we don't see the hooded white people walking around here you know talking about go back home they turned in their hoods they took off the hoods yeah, they turned they turned in their hoods and put on suits. Oh, and now I was thinking about the MAGA hats. <laughs> oh, the red yeah, ones, yeah. the red hats. They put on suit. They put on suits yeah. and MAGA hats, and now that's the new symbol of the KKK. White supremacy always evolves. They always plus play chess, mm-hmm. and we're out here playing checkers, thinking that we're playing the same game, and we have to learn how to actually call those things out, see it. And actually learn how to either skirt it or fight it. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So with with things like that, now we have the Proud Boys. Now we have um, Richard Spencer's thing, which is the alt-right, oh, the alt-light. You know, we have to start learning little things because they go and hide within words and codes. For, I think, was it two years now, there was this a keck flag that was running around these white supremacist communities. And people were just thinking, hey, it's a green flag with just a little clover on the front, not knowing that this Keck flag was actually empowering white supremacy. Yep. You know, a lot of people didn't know that. Now, new symbols like the OK symbol is being used as a way to basically t- tell other white supremacists, hey, listen, I got you. I'm with you. You know, they're throwing it up in pictures in the White House to the point where people are talking in in Senate in the Senate and they're throwing up this okay symbol right behind people who are talking, you know? So yeah. these are little things that we have to call out. And we have to really, you know, get away from people who are naysayers who say, Well, you really don't know that. You know, that's just the okay symbol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And again, You haven't been on 4chan lately. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, again, we have we have to learn with words. We have to learn how to de- um, define what words are and how because white supremacists are masters at words. They're masters on saying the same thing that you're calling them out on differently. Oh no, this is not it. It's just you know the okay symbol. And then when you point it out, no, it's not. It's actually the white power thing. Yes, it was a joke, but now you guys indoctrinated it to your own thing. Well, you know what? You're reaching. You know yeah. what? You know what I'm saying? So things like that. We have to learn how to call these things out. And these are very important when we talk about images. Images is very important. Absolutely. And so I think part of it, too, and so I, I like the that you bring up sort of this 
chess versus checkers, right? And so I think even with like day to day, and as we think about entertainment and media and images, I do want to spend some time talking about like, what are some shows and movie titles that actually completely flip the narrative of of like what it means to empower people of color and and really they they come out seeming to want to talk about and give like put the, the communities of color in the right light but they're actually doing the complete opposite of it and so like thinking about what initially people might think is the message ends up not being the message of that specific movie or entertainment, but then also the fact that where we might think that because there's a black protagonist or a Latino or Latina protagonist that they're trying to uplift our communities, they're actually doing the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there's a couple examples that we really want to dig into because it becomes crazy once you start peeling the onion of what that, what the message of that movie really was. Um, And so the first one is called where hands touch. And so, Maddie, please tell us about this. This fuckery. <laughs> this situation. I'm glad you said it because it's exactly what I was about to say. Yo, man, Rue um, broke my we heart. We will mm. also like to preface this whole section by saying we have not watched these movies. And right? We Can we agree? All None of us have watched any of these movies. No. I, well, no. I've I actually. watched the trailer. But Rue still Yeah, I mean, the trailer, but the actual movie no, or no, show. No, no, no. The Rue, sh- so I've actually did watch one of the shows that we're going to talk about. The whole thing? Yeah. yeah. But, Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. Wait, are you, right. are you, the the second. Yeah. yeah. The second one. Uh, yeah, I did it for research purposes. Yeah. Oh, you lying? He was just. <laughs> yeah, his popcorn was just like this is good. It's on my, it's on my Netflix queue. Like <laughs> you seen this? Maybe you like no, no. Only yeah, saw that is how it popped up on yeah. mine also. And I'm like, what the hell is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah, I only saw three episodes again. I'm like, I'm done. I got real first. But okay, we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to that one. Yeah. So um, that's another one. Okay, so then I'm only going to speak for this particular movie. We have not watched the whole we movie. We have not watched it, no. We do not know how it started, ended. We've only seen it. the trailer. But the trailer was enough for us to feel like it was very problematic. So as Lena Sudi said, the title of this movie was Where Hands Touch. It came out last year in 2018. Um, towards the end of the year, it was a very silent release. Um, and <laughs> you're about to find out why. <laughs> um, so it was written and directed by Ama Asante who before you even try to come at anybody i do want to say she is a black woman <clears throat> from the uk don't get it twisted all your skin folk ain't kin folk <laughs> don't forget it <laughs> um she also has made two other historic dramas so that's her thing she does like historic dramas and they tend to focus on interracial relationships developing despite racial tensions and discrimination. So that's her thing, right? And it sounds good, but right? It's not like it's no, like I, I like like when you life. first hear that, it's just yeah. like, okay, yeah, black people did exist. Why weren't we represented in those spaces? Think about how many historic dramas there are with a black person who's not a slave or a servant. So it's like Very what you were rare. saying, yeah. where it's just like, oh, shit, we feel like it's representation. But then let me tell you what this movie is about oh, before you get your, your hopes up. Um, so the whole premise, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> the whole premise is that a young biracial girl, Rue. this is played by Amanda Stenberg. Did you say Rue? Oh, Rue. Rue. <laughs> I wish I could whistle so I could do the, <laughs> <laughs> the thing. Hunger Games. Yes. <laughs> 
So if you don't know who Amanda Stanberg is, she's she was Rue from The Hunger Games. She's been a whole bunch of different movies. As of the most recent one was um, The Hate You Give, which was crazy to me because the hope The Hate You Give came out the same year that this came out, <laughs> and it's like complete opposites yeah. of it's just completely opposite. Um, so yeah, she's a biracial girl and she falls in love with a young man. Oh my god, I love I hate romance stories. Let me not. Um, but she falls in love with a young man yeah. who is part of the Hitler Youth. Okay, that's enough. In Nazi Germany. Stop. And his father Stop. is a prominent Nazi soldier. Uh-uh. She falls in love with a, a young man who is part of Hitler Youth. And I was just like, You black. What the fuck? <laughs> what so um with this and with this uh just by hearing this you guys already should know what the image that they're trying to you know purvey here is you know love, love conquers, conquers all, all. exactly love exactly. conquers all there yeah, is exactly. nothing that While you get gas and your body do. burned after you've died yeah so my whole thing honestly when i first saw it before they introduced the love story part of it my initial response was, there should have been black people in Germany at this time. Like, why hasn't there been a movie about any black Germans? This is so true, right? Or you never even see them in any of the movies. Ever, not like even in the background. Like, not nowhere. There's never been a scene. I cannot think. And if there is a movie where there's black people in Germany, y'all let me know. But I could not Red think. Wings? Who? Red Wings? Isn't that? No, yeah, but that's like. That's not really. I'm talking about Germans, Germany? though. No, and I'm pretty sure that there Schindler's were black people there. Histor- historically. I think what, what, was it Shark Island? A bunch of black people died in, in, uh, during World War II because of Germans and stuff. But yeah, no, of course. But, Schindler's List, maybe? No, I don't remember. Seeing I any don't black recall seeing that. The, the Wasn't that also in black no. and white? Shut up. That's true. Too. What, about, <laughs> what about the X Men when he has flashbacks and being? You know? <laughs> There's that one black person in the background yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. who that's is not a slave that's or a servant. Oh, Remember, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm like, no, no, damn. So, like, hard, when guys. I first saw this, I was just like, oh shit! Like, yes, tell me the story of black people in Germany during this time. Why? Like. Be- again, because I've never seen it. There's curiosity so, around it. Again, initially, no. I'm just I saying. Like, that like I would stop. have no. Initially, I, I would have liked to hear that story. No, but there's like, I mean, obviously, there were people like black, like you, like whoever it is that thinks that there's a place in the world where there aren't black people. Like, I just don't think that's how it works. Like, they're they're well, there. they did invade North Africa, so and it would have come from that. But then, then like, there still like, weren't like, even movies that depicted that that's what i'm saying like whenever we have this conversation about nazi germany there's never any people of color so that's how it it started to pique my interest and i was Mm -hmm. just like oh shit honestly like i saw this trailer and i was just like oh shit there had to have been at least one black person there at least one black Mm -hmm. person who was just like nah bruh don't go that way they down there like there had to be one and then i saw the rest of the trailer and i was like look at this fuckery um because it's just like there's there's scenes where it's just like she's she's talking to him and she's just like we can't be and he's like but i love you all sorts of bullshit like that but my father yeah your father's literally murdering jews but i still love you 
we can be together. <laughs> she touched me. <laughs> that means we go together <laughs> now. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> that is not what that means. <laughs> I'm, I'm a be, uh, becoming an occurring guest. <laughs> He's like, I want to sit next to Meg. <laughs> no, but it's like we should have done the where, where hands touch. Where hands start, our hands touched right here. <laughs> That's the picture of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, for real though, it could have been a good story. Nah. But now, when you tell me she getting in love with some, that's what Nazi, I'm saying. No, once once it awesome. gets to that part, right? That's where I think most of us are lost. And there was a lot of outcry about it, and there was a lot of outrage. And um, it was one of those cases where she was interviewed, and she pretty much said she's like, "But I want people to actually watch the whole movie." And it's like, nah, no, bro, this is problematic. Well, like, because it ignores the narrative. And so I know, Wesley, you were just like, no, like, it's fucked up. Like, and so what I mean by curiosity is like the fact that like our stories, and when I say our stories, I mean stories of black people, stories of like brown Latino, people, Latina, brown us. people, like those stories are often not told in the mainstream media. I, I get it. But, but like, but why would I put my economic, I guess, resources to something like this? Right. No, but that that's, that's the, that's the whole thing image. that we're saying. That's my, not I don't this like that. particular story. Right. We're saying a story where it represents people of color in this time and place because there is none. And the fact that this is the fuckery that we got is bullshit. Is bullshit. And I think you guys, the listeners, are going to start hearing a reoccurring um, theme here where I'm going to just go back to Nelly Fuller's code is we have a relationship with white supremacists as the three T's. Has anybody heard what the three T's are? Nah. Please the, tell us. The, the relationships that we have with the three T's between non-white people and white people are terroristic, tacky, and trashy. So if you guys break down all these movies that we're, and shows that we actually going to start discussing, you guys will actually see the trashy, the tackiness, the terroristic part of all these movies and shows and images. We can't have a positive portrayal on TV because it's dominated by white supremacy. <coughs> and because of that, that's the reason we have shit like this where hands touch, you know, and it's completely 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 trashy you know completely trashy regardless if we know historical facts that slave masters used to have sex with their slaves Ugh. you know bear and they used to bear their children love didn't take them out of slavery you know what i'm saying so with things like even with things like this the 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 the, the message that they're trying to say is love conquers all love conquers all and stuff but Look at the actions that they're doing. Look at what the narrative narrative is underlining what they're really trying to say, you know? Yeah. Right. So I do want to say that she did come out and say, and I quote, this wasn't a movie that was ever going to have, let's just say, a romantic ending. When people talk about it as a romance and romanticizing Nazism, that is not the one that is the one thing this movie does not do. I hope that people walk away being really, really clear about the story that I have tried to tell. I hope that people walk away moved. So could it be a rush to judgment? Absolutely. 
but based on the representation in the trailer it's not drawing anybody in to be like let me give this a chance you're you're talking to the same person who watched richard spencer get punched in the face 20 times and laughed the whole time so for me you counted oh oh, yes i did (laughs) every time it was more glorious than the last time i saw it since we haven't seen the movie i'm gonna just assume let me just guess the girl doesn't get the guy he either dies somebody dies or it's some like sort of um, romeo and juliet type of thing that they can't be together because of you know what i'm saying Mm, like i feel like that's probably what it is you know i feel like what it is she died in the end get out of here with that or she somehow escaped or something but even then it's just like you can't ask so like so there was backlash around it. And then there was like, she was interviewed about it. And then she asked people to go and like watch her movie again. And give that, her a chance. Like, and that's like, but then again, it's you're, you're basically asking people who don't see a connection to the story, who don't feel like they're going to be represented in the way that they would want to be represented through the story to support something financially. Mm-hmm. Because you're not saying here's a free screening for everybody that feels that my movie's trash. I'm going to like, like prove you wrong i'm going to show you that it's a different storyline you're basically telling people to just go out and watch it yeah and at the same time supporting you economically for your project but if this movie was actually intended to motivate the people that are criticizing her she didn't do it she didn't go around about the right way yeah, and so if there was out. a story that she really wanted to tell and that she wanted people to actually um rally behind that cause then that should have been a part of the conversation to begin with. It should have been what was reflected in the trailer. And so it goes back to like the images of what's being portrayed in this content is that for those of you that only see the trailer, you'll come away from it saying, well, okay, this is like, again, a white savior. Like people need, like basically love conquers all because a black woman fell in love with a white man and that's enough. But like, that's not anything different from what has already been portrayed in the media before. So like, how is this different from anything else? You, you guys got to remember also that this movie needed to be greenlit. So that means it had to go through numbers of people in production, in the script, in God knows every other way to marketing. And this bullshit was, okay, sure. Let's go along with it. But if any one of you guys could please Google who actually wrote the script. Oh, I'm already she on did. it. She, uh, she wrote it. Oh, she wrote it. Was it? She wrote also, and directed it. And also, was it co-written or co-produced? I'm looking or, at the production company who yeah, decided beca- to do this. Because this had to be at least one person go like, they got fired. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Man, <laughs> they, man Sony losing again. out here. You it was losing. a Sony, was Sony movie? Yeah. Sony, um, it Notice says how there was very little press the, about it, it. Yeah. Acquired the international dis- distribution rights to the film, excluding selected territories in Europe and, uh, and Australia. Y'all losing. That's why I got hacked a couple years back. Mm. Out of here. Watch some damn shit like that. But I think it was, it was intentional. They knew, like, this probably isn't going to rock. Um, we're probably not going to have the kind of viewership. So that's why it was not pushed the same way here that it may have been internationally. Um, and again, it's very easy for us to immediately think, oh, with a storyline like this, it must be, um, it must not be a person of color 
that's writing this, that's producing this, that's behind this. So we can't always make that assumption that like we're all in this together or we're the same kind of allies. Right. Because no, not everybody's going to think the way you do. And we have to remember also, unfortunately, even if we have our people behind the wheel, Mm -hmm. moving, um, you know, doing what they got to do and actually pushing a project along, that does not mean they have our best interests at heart. Yeah. Um, For example, we have a lot of, you know, black and Latin politicians out here, Mm -hmm. um, you know, police chiefs who decimate the community a lot worse than just regular white supremacists. Do we blame them? Yeah. But in the end of the day, we have to know what they're backed by. That's what we have to know. So this is another form of white supremacy, putting our own people in the forefront because behind the scenes they get controlled. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's funny because um, I was reading this article, I think it was yesterday or the day before, where Lena Waith had like, she came up and said, for anyone who don't know Lena Waith is, Lena Waith is the... Um, the comedian that's on um, what's that show uh, with Aziz Ansari? I don't think she's even. I wouldn't characterize her as a comedian. That's she's the an Netflix actress, one, right? Yeah, the Netflix one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She was like the best hit, like his like um, childhood best friend or whatever. They would hang out all the time. She was even she's making behind like, the shy. She's behind quite a few shows, right, right, right. Here. But but she made like this big distinction. She was just like, well, you know, what I don't understand is how come you know, all more prominent like black and brown actors don't put money behind independent films. You know, like she's like, if I make like $20 million, I'm at least putting like, you know, my money behind three of those films. So that way they come up and she was shouting out um, Ava DuVernay with her, um, with her uh, um, documentary. Shout out to her. But she was just like, you know, there are very few of those out there and, and she, I think she name shot at Denzel and Will Smith and Will Smith. Like they don't put money behind like these independent films and yeah. So, oh, you. But how does she know? How does she know? Where I mean, they're she's putting in, their she's money. In the, yeah, she's in there. She's in the, the circle of, of the folks. That, I don't know about this. Know, Cause the one thing like, I never like is when and, people try to tell other people what to do with their money or oh, how they're spending I, their that, money. That I get. Like you don't know if they're not, giving money to these projects under different names right maybe they don't want to but she in the article she made like this distinction where um there was a movie that came out um it was a like an all-black cast that was funded by brad pitt of all people you're like what (laughs) i forget that what the names of the movies were but um but yeah yeah so yeah because um you got to remember this is like like you said, Manny, uh, Maddie. <laughs> I was like, did he call me Oh Manny? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, like you said, uh, you know, we don't know what what they're going to fund or, you know. Or how they give back to the community. Or how they give back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the it's true. Is, we, we also have to look at the history of action, you know. We actually have to see the history of, okay, they haven't given to this, but what are uh, what else are they going to give to? They're giving to, right. Yeah. True. You know? So we have to, you know, either see a reoccurring um, thing. Because at the same time, she's talking about this, but Denzel and Felicia Rashad also gave how much scholarship money that put Chadwick Boseman through school, that put so many black actors and actresses through school. 
also, so are we just going to I'm not, I'm not that? saying that there's a discount on that, but I'm just saying that I think I think where she's coming from is more from like a, you know, a production standpoint, like a distribution standpoint, not necessarily like, you know, building up the next wave of actors, but actually building up the next wave the of wave. owners. You know what I mean? Actually, I get it. But we, we yeah, we, we're track. digressing. We're yeah. Going yeah. To, to just piggybacking off of that. Um, for all you people who want to date white, um, <laughs> remember, Wait, where do we just go? No, Shots no, no. fired. No, 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 I need you to put up like a bullet <laughs> soundtrack. Um, who want to date white? The person under Lucas, the guy Lucas Films. Lucas Films. Um, What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? Um, George. Uh, George Lucas. George Lucas. He actually has a black wife. For those who don't know, yes, she basically nags him to put making black black films. Like he actually made a couple of black films. Like he actually donated to a lot of black colleges, right? Black um black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. He does a lot because his woman is behind him saying, "Yeah, you have to do this. You do it." So for all those who want to date white, use that white money to empower your own community. All right, that's about it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm glad that's where that went because I got scared for a month. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I was just shit, like, where is going? this going to go? Get, but... See your closest white person get a knife at no. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is the last time we do this collab. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, that was, that was this movie. Um, there's more there's so much more yeah um i know there was one in particular that you wanted to cover yeah there's this there's so okay so in that specific one i was really surprised that the the director and the writer is a a woman of color and 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 so we like to think around um using our our positions like if we're people of color in power using our positions to empower our own communities in this case that as an from from what we've talked about, it's not what happened. Mm-hmm. She could urge us as much as she wants for us to go watch the movie and see if it's any different. But the narrative is there. Like it, there's nothing behind it that you would feel empowered to to go do that. It would change the outcome of of the narrative and the stories that are already put out in the media. There was there's another interesting one called Siempre Bruja or Always a Witch that's on Netflix. That bullshit. And that bullshit, which I thought was also ridiculous, is interesting. Because so is this the one that you watched? This is the one that I watched. And I watched it for research purposes because I was really curious to mm-hmm. see what the storyline would end up being. Okay, so for, for all the uninitiated, again, I was not here when she watched these things. He like, was not. Because no, actually, I, I would have been pissed. No, to be honest, the trailer doesn't, doesn't tell you much. To be oh, completely really? honest. The trailer doesn't tell you much except for the second trailer. It tells you at the least longer a trailer. Bit. But the snippets that I've seen, and I just saw the first snippet, and I'm like, somebody who travels through time? That's all I thought. think about. So I'm like, all right, when the first episode is already fuckery. Yeah, like, from the what? very beginning. And I, so... Just to give everybody, like, our initial thoughts. <clears throat> you were just like, oh, I don't know what this is about. I saw that trailer. I saw the longer trailer. Like, you know when you're scrolling yeah. through Netflix, and then, like, if you stop it plays out that whole long trailer. That's the one I saw. Oh, no. And I was like, at first, again, at first I got excited. And I was like, oh shit, it's an Afro-Latina. Let's go. This is about to be, oh, mm-hmm. oh no, and then you're not. Like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, <laughs> not no. about to be good. Mm-hmm. So it was, I was excited for that representation. Again, we got, yep. we got caught up in that. 
Um, and then you quickly realize, oh, this is this is some tomfoolery. Yeah, again, another <laughs> another tacky, you know, image that we're being exposed to. Yeah. And so go the, ahead, Lindy. So, and so you also is, thought. So was, the reason that so when I saw it, I was just like, wait, come again. Like, why is this person? So wait, this person is time traveling. It's like she's well, she's a slave. And I get that she's a witch. And so she can time travel, which is awesome. Kudos for her and her power. But then you're using your power to go back and slave and save like your Your the the slave, your slave owner's son who you fell in love with. Let's let's keep it. Let's get some backstory. So in the in the in the first episode. I only saw three of them. I'm going to keep it a G. I ain't watching none of this. I saw the trailer. Oh, and I was like, no. <laughs> she, I didn't want to watch it. She gets, she, and it's Spanish language, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's not yeah. like, yeah, it just has like what? English. Yeah. Yeah. It's Again, a Colombian. That's why like when you first yeah, watch the trailer, you're just like, Spanish. oh. Yeah. And I think like there's either voiceover or subtitles. Yeah. Because it was in Spanish. It's, I started cooking mass Spanish shit. I was like, woo. <laughs> Like, I'm so, about to get I, some pollo, <laughs> <laughs> I was wild. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. But then when I saw it, like the first the first episode, she, you know, she's incarcerated, you know? She's, you know, in these slave tacky clothes. And it's basically it looks like a like a potato sack. That's basically what it looks like, what she's wearing. She's in they couldn't give her a, a belt, essential waist. Nothing. Enough. Like, like they, they put her in jail. And then when she comes out of um, you know that jail cell or whatever the case is because she's being tried for being a witch that's what, you know, what it was and the slave master's son who wants to save her gets shot and she gets she goes like oh my god no and then they she All they burn her on the you know on the stake they're burning her at the stake and then yep. and then that that that's when she goes 100 years you know forward into the in time, future into okay. the future so you're like wait what what and then throughout that first episode, she wants to go back to save the, the entire guy. the entire show is her going back to save this guy, the entire show. And so but then there's like some interesting themes that come about around like interesting oh, themes. Yeah. Like, so because it's not themes. the way they get you is that it doesn't solely focus on that. Exactly. Like when the trailer starts, it's um, at least the long one. It's her in current day and she's like trying to control her powers now and like it's she has friends around her and they're just like oh what's going on with you like you're being so weird she's like standoffish and then it goes into her backstory and you find out oh she was a slave and now she's like time jumped so it's not just bam in your face like this is fuckery it's there's a whole story that we're gonna mask this fuckery with yeah, and, and on top of that, God. it gets into more fuckery because, but somehow she stumbles into town and then goes back into her slave quarters that now is a hotel. And yes, it's the same oh, exact place. It's current, yeah. current day. Now is a hotel, and she That's talks. Believable. And she talks to the hotel owner, saying, "I could work for freeze if I could stay." And where she stays is in a closet. In the hotel that used to be her room in the slave quarters. She's like, it feels like home. True. What? <laughs> Without am getting I ma- beat. Okay, Lena, am I making any of this up? Nope. That's exactly how Sorry. it goes. Exactly. And so those are the interesting themes that I'm trying to talk to. Girl, you are so lucky you wasn't watching this near me. Because if I was trying <laughs> to turn that shit off. Turn this shit off. You might as well read a book. 
<laughs> read a I, book. Damn, <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna be reading a book as I was unpacking our apartment. What the? Anyway, what, you're watching. So, that sounded really personal. That sounded like an attack. <laughs> Supposed to give. Watch something else. <laughs> Lena, Lena will say she'll go into the bathroom for three hours and goes and just watching it on Netflix. Like, I have to hide this not, from I him. I would not do that. But anyway, but He's like I so, paid for this television too. Fuck you. <laughs> Netflix is under my name. What up? You know, Netflix is actually under her name. But the Hulu's under mine. Exactly. She's the like, I'm going to watch what I want to watch. Yeah, the Hulu's under mine. And then I'm going to watch it under your profile just to you, fuck with your recommendations. If you guys want to get... I would reset if you guys my wanna get a, If you guys want to get a free subscription, go to no. Bold and Body forward slash Netflix with Lena Code. What? <laughs> that is not a, that's not, a, that's not a thing. Because then when people start cursing... And it's like, wait, you. you guys are posting fa- like fake promo codes and stuff. What if it worked, though? That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. But anyway, so like the themes around it. Yeah, okay, so she goes back to live in her slave quarters. She's working for free. And she's like, there's all these themes around like, well, she's like now in current day, she's a woman and she can go to college. And like, she couldn't have ever done that or dreamt about doing that from where she was from. But any, so there's all these things that are just like, the the narrative of it is just like well, you're so much we really now. couldn't t- have this story just be about a black woman that travels into the future. We really had to have the slave like master relationship being at the crux of everything that happened. Definitely in the story. gonna work that out. And that, that like that didn't even need to be an element of the story at, at all. all. And also, we have to remember these slave masters could do anything. So hiding out. Being with a slave that makes no sense. Historically speaking, they could have. They've been with multiple people. You know, these slave masters literally slept with multiple slaves. So this whole thing about, oh, I'm in love and we're trying to run away. He didn't need to. That element of the story didn't need to, you know, be a part of anything. It's one of. It was definitely one of those cases where it's just like not all white people. That was very much a not all. Oh, like slave Yo, man, owners she could have gone just been, been a superhero or something. Like, she could have just stayed been in the future. Way better than like she could have just stayed in the future, or even if it's like, just like I'm going back in time to save my family. Yeah. I'm going back in time oh, to stop, stop this shit. Yeah. Like stop no, slavery. I'm going back in time yep. to save the man that I loved. You still gonna burn? She could have done the dummy. Jack. She could have done sorry. a jack. I'm mad. I don't know if you guys know what that is. What? Jack, um. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Mortal Kombat came out like a couple of weeks ago, oh, right? Okay. One of the Mortal endings for the black Kombat. character yeah. was going back in time and stopping slavery. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that I remember was that. Was a now. huge, huge backlash saying that. Oh my God, Jax is racist now. Nah, you had a, l- a bunch of white people coming out saying that now Mortal Kombat Jax is racist because he wants to stop that's slavery. Weird. Shut up. That's stupid. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Stupid. It's insane. And I it's see this insane. From, yeah, I see this from the lady standpoint where it's just like that also makes ladies look crazy though because it's just like, "Oh, well, I have all this power, but I'm going to go gonna, back in time." All you can to do it is to man. use it for a man. Like, no, like that you could have used it in so many crazy. other ways. There's so many different layers to this. It's just like, I mean, wow. All right, yeah. And so to get into that, right? So this is based on so Netflix approached the author of the book. So this whole story <laughs> is based on a book written by um, Isidora Chacon. She's an, a, a Costa Rican author. 
please. Do. I don't know what her book is exactly about because um, in everything, I, I wasn't going to read the book because I was already done with my research with looking at the movie because I had found enough of what I, the point that I want to make is that Netflix basically got in touch with her to get ownership over her book to base the storyline of the show. And so I think it's loosely based on the book. It's not 100% based on the book. Okay. Which the book? actual writer of the screen play, like the actual show that made it to the screen through Netflix, his name is Bob Bulkholz. Enough. And okay. he is some white dude from Norwalk, Connecticut. Yeah. Go I could have told you that. So... <laughs> As it's so it's like everybody's like getting super excited about like, oh, my gosh, an Afro Latina protagonist like this is great. There's like like this is doing so much to tell the right like the story that we want to tell. It's really not the story that anybody wants to tell because it was written by a man that has no idea what that story and that narrative even is. What, what's his, what's his name again? Um, Bob Botch, Bocholtz. I don't know how to pronounce it. He name. sounds like he has two dogs and eat man and eats mayonnaise all day. Like, oh, oh, my wow. God. Yeah, he does. He's like he was born in 1957, so like there's like a lot already there. So what about the second person? The second co-writer is there a co-writer? Yeah. The second person, her she's um a a white uh, looking Latina. Her name is Anna Maria Para, and so what I suspect is that she just traduced um translated it from the English version that Bob would have written into the Spanish version. So I don't think that she had any sort of like, and and again it's like well. Was there anybody on this team that could have said, hey, like, this is not the story that this audience wants to see? This is why Be- representation matters. Because this so is much. this is a Colombian. So the the studio that um, ended up, you know, producing this movie or the, the show is Caracol, which is a Colombian subsidiary kind of thing. Like they're based in Colombia. And so there's been like a lot of uproar around this one, too. It's just like what what's like the whole point of this movie because like there is this Afro-Latina lead actress and it begs to um, like kind of brings into question, well, was casting just done to get attention because there's nothing in the storyline like that would cover anything that anybody in the audience would care to really like talk about. I'm, I'm very interested in something like we're talking about it and we're just, you know, four people, but I'm interested in wondering how did the 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 Latin diaspora take this? That's what I'm about to get into. Okay, cool. So there was a question around like, why is the concept of just like, why couldn't it just be the story around an Afro-Latina traveling in time? And so I said this before, like, why couldn't it have just been about basically her cra- traveling to ta- through time, seeing the impact that technology has had? seeing that impact of like having access to like education and the university, like why wasn't there a story around that without having to have the slave owner relationship in the middle of it? So I kind of said that before. So there was a lot of like questioning around like, why is this even relevant? There was also um, the, the, the point of view that like there, she was basically like the lead actress. So um, her name and the, her role in the show is Carmen, but the Carmen's, blackness or her being black is just a reason to get people to watch it and it was only it's overlooking anything so it has no role in the the it has no role into the show it was just getting it was basically just tacky in terms of getting the viewership of the people that they thought it would be appealing to but then it's just continuing the white savior 
master slave narrative. It's not changing the 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 conversation that people want to be having in terms of representation in the media or the representation of like Afro-Latinas and and the story of more empowerment that they could bring if the story was tweaked to really make it more about her and her power instead of the fact that she wanted to go save her her white slave son like person in in the story. Um and so it hasn't really had a um like a positive like review from most people they're all like they're like well the storyline seems okay but then again like what does this mean for the like and these are different because there's different people that have written about it on twitter it went crazy i'm even on my instagram when i posted it i i said as host i said so netflix has a show called siempre bruja you know Mm -hmm. same you know always a witch it's about afro-latina who time travels in present day now to, you know, go back in time and stuff. So I basically go down the whole list and these are the comments I got. What the fuck? Shake my head. I can't even shrug emoji. Straight trash. And this is my favorite one. I actually liked it. Um, Thank God I can't speak Spanish. Just leave this shit over there <laughs> in, the, in the Spanish section. <laughs> It has it's, subtitles, it, asshole. It, it was, yeah, for real. It, it's, 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 it's garbage. And this is just on Instagram. On Twitter, it had its own hashtag, and I was following it. And everybody, even from the Latin community, was saying, what in the fuck? But this is the crazy part. The only people who were saying that are the ones who were less melanated to more melanated. All oh. the people... Who is actually for this and not seen an issue with that? The, less. the more Anglo-looking Latin people, right? Which is mm-hmm. insane. Which goes back mm-hmm. to the image that white supremacy has done. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? So it's oh, I got more followers. Um, so it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so it's like, and and so when you ask Wesley, like, how was it perceived? in like the latino community there yeah. really isn't one there was no perception. support for it though yeah. overall i you can yeah. say that there was not overwhelming support for it then. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. even from even from the latin community to outside the latin community it was basically looked negatively it wasn't it wasn't looked as something positive or whatsoever. a win for representation or yeah. any of that yeah. they tried it though i'm gonna give them that well, at Netflix, first glance, we were all like, oh, shit, Netflix should like Netflix, if Netflix was really so obviously Netflix only cares about getting more people to watch their shit. Yeah. Like that's all they care about. If Netflix actually cared about promoting a different type of narrative and content. Oh, you mean being socially responsible? They wouldn't have hired quality Bob Bolchholtz from Norwalk to yeah. write this story. But here's <laughs> Devil's Advocate. They're going to say we have. Um, thirteen. You know the documentary thirteen. Mm-hmm. We have when you see us. You know you're gonna you're gonna have those type of people. Yeah, but, but you know, who worked on those? Exactly. Like that's the important part. Exactly. You have to have the same level of quality people working exactly. on these things that you expect so, so to represent. So, so don't try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like thirteen wouldn't be what it is when they see us. Wouldn't be what it is. The Khalif Brother story by wouldn't the, be what it by is. By the way, those three documentaries, amazing. If you haven't watched them, watch them. Amazing. Watch them at a point in time where you don't think you're going to have to be around white people for at least two days. Yeah. (laughs) You need some time to recover from it. At least two days. Um, It is trying. Talking about the Khalif Browner, I actually 
am in contact with a person that knows his brother. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, so just a little sneak peek. That might be a future episode. But, All right. Yeah, oh, that'd be do, dope. I actually am in contact with somebody, and we're working on stuff, but I shouldn't talk that much. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope. I'd listen to that for sure. So, yeah. So that's another one where it's just like, oh, man, like, we really need to be taking more control of our narrative and and sort of like coming up with our own content and titles that really get to the crux of the issues that we actually want to have a conversation about. Also, I'd like to say, we know I haven't read the book, um, but looking at the description, the book mentions nothing about her being a slave or saving like that whole thing was definitely all fabricated. It doesn't seem to be having based on the book. I was like, why are we doing this science fiction shit? Like, Yo, you going through time, and then like you got to go back through time. Get with your, I mean your, that. Your I'm down. I, I mean, like a good cool. science fiction but story. I, but, that whole but, time hopping. You escape. The purpose yeah, is trash. Escape. Yeah. Okay, you've escaped. Right, but now, what Maddie's saying is that her being a slave and escaping is not a premise of the book. Oh, well, not from that's what even I'm better. From I'm. I did have to use Google Translate, so <laughs> it could have left something out. I'd have two Spanish speakers here. Can y'all tell me if that's what? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell like this whole translation isn't perfect. It says, but... Mofongo. Arroz con pollo. Platanos. Watch Manny gonna try. She's like, ¿Adónde está la biblioteca? Um, but first of all, what y'all need to know is that I've been practicing my Spanish on Duolingo, so don't come for me, but check me in about a year. <laughs> You're gonna sound like Rudy Giuliani. Have you ever but heard? Him I speak also ha- the reason why I hate so trying to speak so weird. He, he goes Yo. like he goes like translator. I got this. <laughs> like I swear to God, I'm like, me amo as Maddie. <laughs> Yo tango. <laughs> no, I don't sound that bad. But I can't roll my R's, which is why I ended up quitting Spanish in the first place. Because you know how stupid you sound when you can't roll your R's. You sound dumb as fuck. And I'm well, like, can, can we? Can no, you no, no, no. Which I'm not gonna do is make me look stupid on this one. <laughs> demonstrate for us, Chewbacca. I literally dropped an entire language course because of this. I'm not about to put myself on blast. The most I will tell you is I can't. I can't do that. I sound like I'm struggling. Like. <laughs> So it's just funny. like I'm sorry. You trying to spit? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> no, I was trying to say a word. <laughs> Yo, even on Duolingo, I'm like, that's not happening. Next, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Spaniards could do that, right? They have a list like Espita, Espita. Yeah, you know, don't like laugh, laugh, yeah. Laugh, laugh. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the stop. worst accent. I can't. Like you sound bad. It's so weird. so yeah. moving on to the next one. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. I'm not even gonna tackle this. I'm gonna let Ooh. y'all start it off because this is. This oh, is you talking trip. about Laquisha? Ah, oh, I had to, I had to say it with the blackness. Laquisha. <laughs> let y'all start it off. I, I'll go into. I, I'll I'll hit in the end. So this is a more recent one. Most this of these are bullshit. relatively. Yeah, is. they're all. Most of these are from either late last year or this. Yo, year. why are you mad? <laughs> You Yo, want to talk about it, Wesley? Oh, Wesley, big man. Do you blame him? <laughs> Wesley came out of nowhere. Just bullshit. Like you really sounded like a Chad no. who we just told you like we ran out of pale ale or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is bullshit. And I'm thirsty. <laughs> you guys ran out of avocado toast. What? What? <laughs> what motherfucker? Y'all gotta stop trying to come for avocado toast. Avocado toast. I mean, when they <laughs> stop charging sixteen dollars for it, we can stop make fun of it. Yo, y'all mad bougie. Sixteen dollars for some fucking. I don't. Pay we didn't it. say we paid it. We're just saying. Oh uh, yeah, I did. 
Y'all both did. Oh, no, I've never paid I've for never avocado. Paid I make for avocado it. toast at home is what I say. Ooh, y'all lying. Okay, I'm going to pull these receipts. Shit, we about to get <laughs> 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 I don't know where receipts he's pulling. Mm. We talk, no, no, we talking about green juice and we talking about acai bowls. Mm. We talking about that extensively. So welcome anyway. back to the hypocritical podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We already said we bougie. All right. Yeah. Three butlers, guys. Three. I don't live here, guys. I'm going to say that again. I don't live here. She lives upstairs. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I need an oxygen tank just to breathe in. That's how high the altitude is. Homeboy definitely came in here. It was just like I have another level of internet service or of cell yeah. service I've like, never what? had before. Five G? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like the rest of you peasants only have four G oh, LTE. I, I walked in here. They said, "What's up, broke boy?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, chill, before, before, chill, before, chill. Okay, so, so talk about this. this. I can't movie. even. I don't even know where to start with this one. The movie uh, that um, it, it was trending a few months ago, maybe it was, when yeah, it was supposed to be released. Um, the title of this movie is Loquisha. Oh, jeez. And the whole premise is there is a white gentleman who is down on his luck. He's racist. And um, <laughs> he's down on his luck, and he's trying to pay for his kid's tuition wow at a school but he can't find a job like a steady job that will pay him enough to do it he sees an ad for a radio show he sends in a demo he doesn't get it then he hears that they're looking for women of color and he decides he could sound like a woman of color in particular a black woman okay this is where wesley puts in that snippet yes so wesley go now <laughs> this, this, this is what some bullshit oh okay cool uh, <laughs> so yep that's what happens he decides oh i could be a black woman oh my god i could and he decides to do an advice type show where people call in and he's giving advice from the perspective of a black woman what but he's not just a black woman like i am a black woman he's no no very... he has to make it as stereotypical and offensive to black women as possible starting with the name loquisha oh, because he starts off and he's like my name is loquisha let, let's start like, let, let's start with that name. the fuck loquisha let's I, i'm i'm pissed off just even saying it he couldn't just say something else he, he could have went with keisha he could we would have been good with that yeah keisha like he could he could have stacy ashley <laughs> He could have went. There are black women with all of these names. Yeah, he could have went with something way totally different. He different. wanted to go as quote unquote ethnic if as he possible. wanted to, you know, even, you know, get creative. Mimi, you know, something like that. I worked with a Mimi. She was really nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something, something, but no. He has he to, went, he he went has to go really, really, really ghetto. Yes. And not only ghetto, but he has to be stereotypical with the. Mm-hmm. And, and there know, are a Isha, lot of you know what I'm saying. There are a lot of professional women out there with these unique names, and I'm not going to call them hood because I love it. I'm so here for it. If your name is Loquisha, if your name is Keisha, if your name is any kind of Isha. all the Ishas, all of them. Any sort if there's of like Q's, two names K's, that have been brought together, yes, I'm here for all of it. I love it. But and again, there are a lot of professional women with these names that are living their best lives. Yes. But by saying that having a name like that, you can only be 
this kind of person is where I have a problem because that's essentially what he's saying. He's like, I need to be sound as black as possible. So I'm going to go with Loquisha. And then the, the voice that he uses, the tone, the mannerisms, all of it is the the most stereotypical Mm -hmm. parts of blackness. And as a black woman, I can say I'm tired of this shit. I'm so tired of being portrayed so one dimensionally. Mm -hmm. Black women are so complex. There's so much to us. We are not all one and the same. I'm not going to front. When I saw the name, yes, the Brooklyn came out. I was like, yeah, Loquisha. Like, <laughs> when I say it, was just like, hi, it's Maddie. And I'm talking to Loquisha. Like, yes, there's that <laughs> difference. But it doesn't define me. And it's not limiting. But that's what this movie is. It's just like, oh, as a black woman, here's what black women have to sound like. And here's what mm-hmm. black women have to do. And again, remember, the premise is he needs a chance and he's taking an opportunity that was meant for a woman of color because as a white man, he feels like he should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants as if we haven't been living in this world all this time mm-hmm. where white men feel like they can do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. to women of color. Say things like I'm transracial, you know, get box mm-hmm. braids and say yeah. I'm black now. You, you know, talking, you talking about that crazy chick from Washington, uh, Seattle? Yeah, yes, I am. You yes, talking I about Dolezal? Yeah. Yep. Yep. First yep. of all, y'all, what you're not gonna do is act like Rachel Dolezal isn't black. Rachel Dolezal told y'all she black. No, she not. Okay. No, no, no. She definitely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she straight up used the hashtag when "Be she, Yourself" okay. and when herself she, just, she just, is black. She the fine court. print. The fine print says, "I'm t- I'm telling y'all right now, Maddie been taking a little bit of some bath salt." <laughs> Y'all can't tell Rachel Dolezal nothing. Homegirl was heading up the NAACP. Best believe. Come on, son. Best believe. She blacker than him. Best believe when she goes. I don't believe any of this. Best believe when she goes to court for welfare fraud, she's going to. She's taking them braids out real quick. She's going to take them braids out. She's like, oh my God, I did not know. Hi. Hi. My name is Rachel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) She's not going to be like, yeah, my name is Rachel. Exactly. She's going to take all of that out. Exactly. So you remember the interviews with her family and they're just like, we don't know what's going. We don't know why she's doing this. Like her they, family they, was yeah, really her, her white. Her family is just like, she doesn't this what, understand this is, this what she's what, doing, but it's not cool. We don't know where this came from. This we don't know what happens when someone this. doesn't have culture and they get a little bit of black penis. <laughs> Am I going to end? I'm black sorry. penis is an amazing thing. <laughs> Thank God I was already black. (laughs) I didn't have to pretend. That's probably what it is. She got got a little taste. She was like, I am black. (laughs) You know? Mm. I will say that that whole, I know they say like Haitian by penetration. I hate that shit. Have y'all heard that? I've not heard this ever. So when someone that are non-Haitians will say, oh, I'm Haitian by penetration because they've slept with a Haitian man. And it's just like, no. That's not how it works. It's not how it works. At all. You're still whatever the fuck you was before you had sex with that man. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Can you cook? Do you know our struggle? What year were we founded? Yeah. By who? Who led the... Re- you don't know shit. Get the fuck out of here. Out like, of <laughs> but, okay, what, so only Haitians De- say Desaline? that? Okay. Was it Desaline? So Look at you. Oh. Get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't... I don't... <laughs> it's like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> 1804. So. Get him. Yes. What day? What day? You about, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the easiest part. The easiest part, I guess. It, it is. is. Oh, there you go. Oh, I need a date. <laughs> January first, January first. Okay. Yeah. There you go, January first. Super move. Don't forget it. <laughs> no, but but delicious. yeah, Haitians have a very you know unique and strong history. Without the Haitians, Latin people wouldn't even be independent. Say it again. 
You don't actually have to say it again. I'm just. <laughs> I was a Latin people. <laughs> Wouldn't be. <laughs> He's like, I'm not just saying this because there's a Haitian girl sitting next to me and I don't know what she might do. <laughs> I really mean that. <laughs> I am sweating actually right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> not making any sudden moves. Um, yeah, but with this but, terrible movie too, like because we were talking about images. Mm-hmm. If you Google ooh the title, it, the cover, yes. the cover, yes, where gorgeous because. <laughs> It's literally this white man's face bursting through a black woman's face. Ooh, and they um, make her look overweight black woman at that. And they I make believe. her look yeah, like she's yeah, the yeah. craziest person. Like she's just a lunatic. Like mm-hmm. it's the worst image. And there's like this guy just like coming through it like that. And he's smiling, looking all normal and shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so we're the crazy ones. Remember, images are very important. Um, they white supremacists like to do these little backhanded compliments. So whenever we say, "Hey, there's not a black woman as a model or as a lead," they're gonna be like, "All right, not a problem." Hey, the main person from Precious, come here. Now there's a black woman there. You know these little small backhanded compliments. If you guys think I'm reaching, whoever saw the black uh, the the movie of Black Klansman, I saw it. I didn't they, see it. I saw it. What? I saw it, it three times. It, it was really good. It was like the, really good. One of the racist definitely watch it. Oh, one of the racist guys' uh, 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 wife. Mm-hmm. She was overweight, pudgy, overweight. Right. Yeah. I saw an interview with David Duke, where they interviewed him, saying how were you portrayed and all this other stuff. The first thing he said was, "I didn't like the image of that white woman being portrayed as pudgy, overweight, and non-attractive." So if he is saying that, wow, we are sure not reaching whatsoever. Yeah, feel what I'm being saying? offended when you have an overweight black woman as the caricature mm-hmm. that you're using for a movie like this. Like it speaks to so many people, and for anyone who tries to act like we're being sensitive or defensive by this, or not being appreciative of those opportunity quote unquote opportunities, like no, because it's actually it's undoing all of the hard work that people have actually done up till now. Mm-hmm. There are how many people that have fought for representation by giving us some bullshit representation, like any of these shows and movies that we just talked about. It's no, not, it's not real. Because now you've made a joke out of people's true struggles. Yeah. Like I said before, I still do not know the story of people of color during Nazi Germany. We do not, there was no reason for this woman who is powerful in her own right to be going back in time to save her oppressor. Mm-hmm. There's, we can't ignore the fact that this Loquisha movie is sitting here essentially, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like praising this white man for taking an opportunity from an actual woman of color that already doesn't have as many opportunities, especially in a media space as white men do. Yep. And then his reaction to the backlash is priceless. I have black friends. He's like, I have, yeah, he's like, I have black friends. Oh, this was just supposed to be just like white chicks. Like there was no uproar about white chicks. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And then even the black people that were in this other thing, the black people that were in the movie, because there were black people in this movie, they also were defensive about it. And it's just like, no, you guys are taking it wrong. That's not what it was meant to be. And we were talking about this before we started recording, where it's just like, 
maybe if it had come out in the time that it was meant to, it could have been smoothed over more. But as of right now, where you have more people that are aware and vocal about this this kind of fuckery, no, it's not going to slide. No. And like, it shouldn't. At like, all. And that's why we're talking about it is because this isn't the representation of our people that we want or that we need in order no. to make progress. And so we were talking about what white supremacy is. All of these movies bring forth how white supremacy manifests itself in entertainment and how it starts to create these images that impact people psychologically. So for you, like as a person of color, that's like, let's say you're like a little girl that's seeing these movies, you're basically saying, oh, well, I'll be okay as long as I fall in love with a white man because it's going to be okay as long as I'm with a white person because white people are our saviors and they, and only they can really save us because nobody else is telling a story that's any different from that. Or even just to be like, it's not that bad. I feel like that's what these movies really, that's the narrative they really push. Like, Oh, you're being oppressed. It's not that bad. Because love is going to make it was a long time okay. ago. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I never owned slaves. Like, you were never a slave. You know stuff like that. Or or like, or the latest one is no one's alive that is responsible for it. Oh, yeah, can't forget Every, that everybody one. that's alive is still responsible it's, for it, which is the craziness. The, of the that. what and I think is the perfect response for that is yeah, you're right, but you're still benefiting from the past. Yep, you're still benefiting. From those trials and tribulations that um, p- black folks, you know, built this country. Mm-hmm. But remember, America wasn't America until black folks got here. Yep. We you built know, this shit for free. No America whatsoever. There was a wilderness. That's yep. all it was. It was black white people killing natives. Who That's where in. it was here before black folks Exactly. Came. Exactly. So, you know, when we really talk about, well, you guys, you know, were brought to America. No, there was no America. Black folks built America, yep. you know? So when they say, hey, you know, it's not that bad, they never say that to a Jewish person. They, I, I dare someone say that to a Jewish person. It's not that bad, you know? If somebody just takes that statement that you made as a clip, there will be, like, a whole uproar. Be like, he said that the Holocaust wasn't that bad. Yeah. First of all, that's not what I said. That's <laughs> not, yeah. But just saying that, that, it would be like exactly. a crazy uproar. <laughs> Man, it's going to be like, everything that radical Latino said is not representative. Keep playing. That's exactly what's about to happen. <laughs> the views stated by a radical Latino <laughs> are not representative of the Bold and Body cast. And so, I mean, with these three movies, like, essentially there's one common theme that we keep seeing in these movies white people are awesome who (laughs) (laughs) if y'all could see the way lena d and wesley oh shit i didn't see (laughs) just looked at me i was just joking guys god remember bath salts (laughs) but no but wait until you meet my boyfriend that is that's exactly like what yeah he's white what a oh jesus she's doing she's doing all the extra today (laughs) anyway but Yo. it's exactly what these movies are doing, though. It's like His they're pushing Chad. they're pushing people to worship whiteness. He's from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> he has two dogs and he runs in the rain. He does. 
doesn't so how do you feel about how do you, how do you feel about that, Maddie? Well, he doesn't see color, so that's why we what? get along so well. Oh, no. That's great. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what you just smoked. Yo, dead ass. If y'all know, if I ever came Bath with a salts. boyfriend like that, it has to be like, yo, Maddie just got abducted by aliens. It's like that is not her. <laughs> this is not her. Nah, what she... the fuck is going on? Where is she? Like, really? where's her pick? Where is any of her blackness? Be like, no, guys, none of that matters anymore. Hey. <laughs> I brought potato salad. It has raisins in it. Like, Ew, that's that it. sounds disgusting. <laughs> and apples. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. If I go, I'm going to go all the way white. Oh, like, is the potato salad thing really a thing? That's though? a thing. They really do so. be okay. putting raisins and apples and all oh kinds of weird shit I have no idea what that stuff is. But Man, Karen needs to chill. Look, the fact that they use relish as an actual seasoning just says everything that I need to know about their cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used relish in anything. Except tartar sauce? Do you use relish in tartar sauce? Hot dogs, maybe. Like oh, some people I don't put even put it on. on I don't even know what I'm just saying, relish. like to use it as a. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know what that is. Exactly, because we use real seasonings. We use maggi. It's like we use chopped sazon. Up. No, like, no, here. So relish is chopped up pickles in like oh. a sauce thing, which I'm not quite sure what it is. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> White <laughs> people right now are screaming at their radio. Yeah. They're like, it's "What like, do you mean? I don't use relish." <laughs> You don't put raisins in your potato salad? No, Karen. I don't. I don't. I don't. Either. I have no interest in ever doing that. Watch. Uh-uh. Next cookout. That's what I got. I'm going to bring a white boy and some raisin potato what salad. The f- We're going to kick you out if it's oh our, God, like, if our, if it's our is, barbecue, you're kicked out. My mic is like. <laughs> Yo, your mic gave up on me. Yeah, your mic's like, I'm done with this bitch. Like <laughs> I'm sorry. I was okay. completely sidetracked. <laughs> Woo. But I, I mean, point. I think you made a really good example of how you're now worshiping whiteness. So it worked. And oh, so, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yes, how the, that's. The, yes. And so yeah. we need to find ways that this content, when it comes, when it's released, that we talk about it and we challenge it and we don't support it financially. Even though Absolutely. I, even though I kind of financially supported it through viewership, but um, but for research purposes, but. I but think it's it's definitely important, like when we see these things, to call it out and to not support it. Right. Like, it's crazy because so many of these shows would have and movies would have like flown under the radar, and been released and been perfectly fine, and nobody would have ever said anything. But then we see it, and it's just like, hold up, wait, this is and, not okay. And you know what's true? T- like another good point too that I just thought about. So the whole being under the radar. So like these haven't been under the radar because communities of color actually spotted them. Mm-hmm. They started speaking against them. But what we're also failing to kind of get into is the fact that, well, were these movies created for us to watch anyway? We were probably not the target demographic. We were not likely yeah. the people that they were intending for us to watch it. I called this um, black struggle porn. Um, yeah that's how i call it that's how i define it because we're not the ones that's supposed to be watching i feel like the white majority who watches us get off on seeing us struggle seeing us being portrayed in a negative light seeing Hmm. us in destitute positions and they get off on that and guess what because it supports the narrative that they've already created for themselves so that's maybe we could call it something different but that's how i call it 
Because let's be honest, if this doesn't make money, they would not continue on making it. That's true. And it ends up making money for them anyway, because they have all these other people that are watching it. And it really calls into how it supports white, the concept of white supremacy as well. It's because, well, white people are watching it. They're seeing that there's, there's, they're basically like being validated for how they feel. Yeah. And, and it's basically like the Trump effect, right? Like, People are fine. Like he's actually saying what they're thinking. They've been thinking. This show is actually portraying white people, how they see themselves as they should be portrayed and people of color being like, you know, (coughs) stepped on or being used as tools and pawns for the narrative and stories that they want to tell. And then if they do happen to have a person of color that ends up watching it, an element of there too is like the brainwashing effect that it could have. So it's like, Oh, well, if, if you grow up seeing these images of, white people being the savior, being the ones that are always like doing something good for the world. And then you see people of color as like always in these positions of being of the lower class or not having the power to do anything. You grow up thinking that that's what your role is in society. And then you're not going to do anything to change the status quo. And that's exactly what white supremacy is intended to do. So and all in all, it's like essentially ways that they empower themselves but we have to find ways to like empower ourselves and also love like who we are and self-love and like basically challenging when we see this. But then we also need creators that are then going to like put out content that actually tells the story as it's supposed to be told. Absolutely. So Absolutely. like 13 and like the other documentaries that we were talking about before, they're actually, you know, written and produced and directed by content creators of color. Right. And like that's exactly or allies because. We do have to, like we said it before, mm-hmm. there are some white people who create these stories that actually do it well. So it's like, if it's someone who's actually informed and is actually referring back mm-hmm. to those communities, then okay. But if you're going to write a story from your place of whiteness as a whatever voice you want to speak from without actually consulting that person, then you're doing a disservice to the community that you're trying to quote unquote uplift. Right. But if you're actually doing that research, then it's just like, I more power to you. No, that's true. But it, it, it all we would prefer if it's actually people of color. Right. But well, we're not saying, becomes, hey, white people don't touch our shit. Right. We're just, <laughs> just saying do it well. Like do it well. Kind of like actually tell the right stories that yeah. are meant to be told. But I think it's also powerful to encourage like people within our, our own, own communities to tell our own stories. And if we don't see content that really reflects who we are, then we should then feel it. empowered to create it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that is today's show. So once again, thank you radical Latino for being here. And we were happy to be with you as well. Hey. Thank you, no this problem. was dope. All right. So before we wrap up people, I want to just give a big shout out to bold and body for having me here. And for all my listeners, if you guys like what you heard, you guys want to hear more from Bold and Body, remember, go to their website, boldandbody.com. That's bold and body, B-A-W-D-Y.com. And show them some love on Instagram also at Bold and Body and, uh, you know, at Bold and Body. And you can also find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all that. All of the links are going to be in the description down below if this is going to be on YouTube, on the podcast, go to details. All their links for their website, Instagram, everything is going to be on the description. All right? Thank you. All right. Bye. (laughs) Later, Gators.